and welcome to the ADHD Mum podcast. I'm here to make sure you know you are not alone. This is a safe place where we can talk openly about our struggles with having ADHD, being a mum and dealing with life that is a little outside the box. We are real people with real stories who want to be able to laugh and strive to be better than what we were yesterday. On this show, you can expect to laugh, hear vulnerable discussions and learn why things are the way they are for mums with ADHD. No two humans are the same, no two diagnoses are the same and no two stories are the same. We have a lot to learn and a whole lot to look forward to on this podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about hyperfocus. So hyperfocus is a common but also very confusing symptom of ADHD. I'm going to do a really quick fast facts for busy ADHD mums. This symptom is the ability to zero in intensely on an interesting project or activity for hours at a time. It is the opposite of distractibility and it is common, very common in children and adults with ADHD. People with ADHD actually have a really dysregulated attention system. They can focus, they just are focusing on what they want to focus on rather than what they should be focusing on. And it's hard to move tasks. Like distractibility, Hyperfocus is thought to be the result of abnormally low dopamine, which is particularly active in the brain's frontal lobes. The dopamine deficiency makes it really hard to shift gears, to take up boring but necessary tasks. Think about you doing something that you really enjoy, you need to wash the dishes. People with ADHD find it incredibly difficult to move from one task to the next, particularly when the next task is not very exciting. These changes in the brain control the sense of reward, which can lead to hyperfocus. You might find a task so interesting, so rewarding that you just can't move on. Children and adults with ADHD have difficulty shifting from attention from one to the other. They'll persist with the behavior far after others would have normally moved on to other things. And the brains of people with ADHD are drawn to activities that give instant feedback. A lot of scientists, writers, and artists have ADHD and they have successful careers. And a large part of that could be because they are able to focus on what they're doing for hours at end. However, hyperfocus can't be reliably sustained or controlled. You might work really hard on something for a year and as soon as it runs smoothly, you lose focus, you want to move on. You might build a successful business, but then when you hire staff and it starts to iron out, you lose interest. Hyperfocus is also a flow where you are in a state of mind that you are so immersed that you become one with it in a way. And PET scans have shown that hyperfocus brains literally light up all of the activity and the pleasure centers in the brain. However, we've all done it where we've gone to study for an exam, for example, and, but then you get hyper-focused and sidetracked on decorating all of the cards rather than studying them. So it can get in the way for sure. People with ADHD thrive in an urgent environment where hyper-focus gives the person the advantage on honing in on what's important. A job with public accountability with immediate and enjoyable consequences can be ideal for people with ADHD. There is research to say that 35% of people with ADHD are self-employed by the time they're in their 30s, which is a figure way higher than the norm. 
I'd really like to welcome Lucy, who we are going to interview, who has an awesome hyper-focused story of something positive. Welcome, Lucy. Hello. I can't wait to actually share this really positive hyper-focused story. I'm excited. So for anyone who hasn't listened to Lucy's previous episode, she's a 29-year-old ADHD mum with three children. She has a FIFO husband and she has a quite a busy lifestyle. But I wanted to have a chat to you about how hyperfocus showed up for you. Yeah. So I was on maternity leave with my first baby and I had taken up a casual job at McCafe making coffees and, and I was doing that for a little while while my my baby was about 12 months old and I thought, that's okay, I'll just do this. I don't really know what I want to do and I was still very much in the being a mum to, to this small person and I was breastfeeding him still and I spoke to my husband and said, it's getting really difficult getting up at 5 a.m., going to work, having to leave him with my mum and dad and he was still breastfed so I'd be at work, I'd get home, he'd want to breastfeed again. All these things that were making going to work really difficult. And I said to him, I think I want to I want to look into some options of doing something for myself from home because I also did not love the time restraints of you need to be here at 4.45 a.m. to start work at 5 a.m. and things like that. They just didn't work well for my brain specifically. So I had an idea that I wanted to start a business making silicon jewellery. It was something that I thought I've been very passionate about breastfeeding and I know that when my son was breastfeeding, he would constantly try and twiddle my nipples. And I remember Googling, how can I stop my child twiddling my nipples while breastfeeding? And one of the things that came up was silicon necklaces. And I had a look and there was nothing I loved. I didn't really, couldn't find anything I liked. And I thought I could. I'm pretty smart. I could probably do this better than any of these people who are already doing it. And that was very, a bit cocky saying, I don't like what people are already doing. I can do this better. But I thought about it. I was like, actually, maybe I could do that. And that was that. I sat down and I did some research about how can you do this and how, what do I have to do to be able to do this? And how much of a financial investment would it be? And would I need an ABM? Would I need a business name? How do I go from here? So within a week, I had a business name. I had a registered ABN. I had ordered all of the supplies that I needed. I had gotten my mum on board as my business partner. I'd convinced my husband that I was going to continue working at the cafe. I was going to start a business. I was going to continue breastfeeding our child and he was going to keep working away and everything was going to be great. And that was that. We, start, we started a business just like that at the dining table in one week. I love the ambition and I love the speed because I think we can all identify with because that's how I identify with hyperfocus in that it can't happen fast enough and you feel like you're going to explode with excitement. Like, how did it feel? Oh, absolutely. I was like, 
I need this all to happen right this second. I want to get everything. I want to make everything. I want to get the website. I want to get the Facebook. I want to get everything going. I want to tell everyone I know about it. And I want to make a million dollars by the end of the month. Like I've, I was on this, like this high that I just thought I was just going to do it all. And I felt really excited and really happy about it. It was very positive. Nothing, there was no concerns. There was no what ifs. It was just, let's do it. I'm trying not to laugh over the top of your audio because it's just so identifiable. But can I just say, and this is off topic and ADHD, you go on yep. off topic. This exact thing is why I think bipolar is so misdiagnosed at times because the amount of excitement and I'm sure energy that you had at this point would have yes. really looked like some kind of manic episode bipolar. Like I can see how people Absolutely. get misdiagnosed. Absolutely manic. I was not crazy, but I was over the top excitable. I was doing this and every second of my day from getting home from work and the, the times where my child was napping, the times that he wasn't needing me 100%, I was doing this business. I was focused on it and I was putting everything into it. And this is where I think relationships can come into play too, because I would imagine you weren't spending a lot of time like with your husband or like focusing on other people. I would imagine you're just focused on your business, your like this is what I'm doing and no one's going to get in my way. Yes, it was pretty tough, I think, in some ways because, yeah, I was like, okay, you're home now. You can watch Charlie. You can do the baby, you know, the baby stuff and I'm going to work now. This is my time to work, which obviously is hard because if he's been away as well, then he comes home to his family. He wants that relationship time and family time, whereas in my hyper-focus, I saw it as getting rid of that that task that I had to do usually the child minding and the housework so that I could then focus more and put more time and energy into this thing I was hyper focused on yeah oh look I love your honesty because I think we've all been there and it's a little it feels funny to say it because you are like your child and your husband getting in the way of your hyper focus but literally I think we all identify and that's why I'm having a bit of a giggle so you're obviously super in this, right? And you've convinced both your husband and your mum to, I imagine, put in some money. You obviously bought stock. How did that go down? So financially, the initial outlay was quite small and which is why I also really pursued this because it was something that we could start of like a small financial outlay. So it wasn't too much risk in the beginning. I'm talking a couple hundred dollars at most. and it wasn't that hard to convince them to to do it because it wasn't a huge financial cost and at the time my husband knew I was really unhappy working at the cafe and we were due to be married in a few months and so when I started this business I said to him I'll keep working at the cafe until the business takes off a little bit but my plan is then to quit that job, focus on the business and be able to be at home. The great thing about my husband is that if I told him I wanted to be a brain surgeon, he would back me 100%. If I told him I wanted to build houses, he would back me. He just, he's got 
he would support me regardless of what I wanted to do. He's very much like that. And so I didn't, didn't so much have to convince him. He was like, that's cool. If it works for you, if it means you can be at home and not be getting up at 4.30 in the morning to go to work for 5am, you know, that, that's it. And for, for my mum, she had just come out of a really difficult job and she had decided that she didn't want to go back to the career she was just previously in. And so she was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. We'll do something a bit different. It'll take my mind off the stress of this previous job. And she was happy. So we just went all in and decided that we would see how it went. And so how did it go? How Can you tell us a bit about how the next few years looked for you? Yeah, so it took off pretty quickly just among like our local friends. And obviously because I was 20 years old with a baby, I think I was 21 actually. So I was 21, I had a one-year-old baby. I was part of a lot of the local mums groups and this was over in WA. So I started this, we started this in WA and we had a lot of local contacts there. So it took off pretty quickly. And I think we were really lucky we actually sent a necklace to Ashy Bynes, the fitness influencer. She'd just had Taj. And I sent this necklace to her, just on a whim, sent it to her PO box. I didn't know what to expect, but it was in that time where influencing on Instagram was becoming a bigger thing, but wasn't quite as monetized as it is now. And a week later, there's a post from Ashy Bynes wearing our necklace and this was this business we had started a couple of months before and Ashy Bynes is wearing it on Instagram and oh my god but had she then bitten off more than you could chew because now she's posted about it and how did you even make all those orders we so we didn't even have a website at this point so we literally just had a Facebook page and an Instagram page and we were still working through the the processes and how we would actually be doing things but in true ADHD style I didn't really think about the long term of what we would do next I just went yeah I'm doing this I'm going to send this necklace to Ashy Bynes and I'm going to see what happens and then the shit kind of hit the fan because we were we grew a lot quicker than we expected and I quit my job very quickly we got married and I I quit my job, I think, just before we got married or just after we got married in the November and started really putting everything I had into the business. Okay, so I'm having a bit of a laugh, to be honest. It's such a good story. So so you're in it. It's taken off accidentally because, of course, you've just sent something off to an influencer, no idea how you're going to fulfill any of the orders. And sometimes there is that good luck or that. That's a very clever move, right? So you've done that. You've created yeah. this business. You've gotten what you wanted or what you thought you wanted. What happened then? So our business ran from 2015 to 2021. It's still running now, but we are not the owners of it anymore. So it's over those years, it went like all in, loving it, enjoying the busyness, enjoying the absolute craziness and the fun and the money and 
the orders and the community. We were creating this community of women and it was more than just a business. It became very much like another baby for me and it, I loved it. And then there'd be weeks where I was exhausted and my mom's staff, she would be like, Lucy, we have a hundred orders. We need to get these done today. And I would be like, I can't get up and do them. And I physically could not make myself do this stuff. And so it did create quite a lot of conflict for my mom and I, because she was like, we created this together. We're 50-50 partners. We need to be both putting in 50% of the work. And so it did create a lot of conflict between my mum and I, but it also really created a beautiful bond between my mum and I when times were good. And we really, when it was good, we basked in it. We loved it. We would really enjoy it. And when it was shit, it was really shit. And there was a lot of conflict. And without her, the, I don't think the business would have survived at all because when I was not in it, I was not in it. Yeah, it was pretty tough. And I think we can all identify when you've done that. I always talk about it like walking through mud where you've created something mm. and then you have to f fulfill it for whatever reason that's there. Yeah. And then you're left walking through mud trying to just get through the day until it starts to feel a little bit better again. Yeah. And in that time, I also fell pregnant with our second child. You know, I was pregnant and I had a, a toddler running around and my husband was still away and we were still trying to run this business. And some days it just felt impossible. And I did think at the time, like, it's probably just pregnancy because I don't, my body does not love pregnancy. I get really bad morning sickness and I get exhausted like I'm sure many pregnant women do. And so I did think throughout that, that nine months, it's probably just pregnancy making me struggle because I didn't know at this point that I had ADHD. So yeah, it was tough to try and get through. So what happened in the end with the business? So you went through a period where you weren't really enjoying it. Your mum was really steadying the ship. Yeah creating some stability yep. and then you said you sold it how did that happen what did that look like so about five years in we moved back to Queensland in 2017 so a couple of years after we had started the business but in 2020 when COVID hit we had this opportunity and funnily enough COVID hitting made our business boom even more because we had developed our business to be more of a hub it wasn't just silicon jewelry anymore we had products for mums, products for babies, breastfeeding helpers, all like a huge variety of things, toys. It had really grown. And so we'd started to, we pretty much doubled in sales and it was really growing quite a lot. And we weren't sure. We, I had started to feel a bit like I didn't want to do it anymore. I had three kids at this point. I had my third child was six months old and I just wasn't sure how I could continue with this any longer. So we were at a crossroads and we didn't know what to do, but we thought we have got some really good sales and income right now. Why don't we ride this wave and see 
where we land. So we actually went all in and we we leased a warehouse space. And so we leased this warehouse. We grew our business quite significantly, put a whole lot into it and uh, a whole lot. And financially as well, this is when we put in, um, after five years of not having to put in, it. now we were paying for it. You know? And lots of time, lots of energy, lots of money and lots of support from our our husbands and our families. We put everything in. After we had done this, I went, oh, that was a mistake because I didn't want to do it anymore. And it got to the point where I was like, I am so done with this that I don't know how I will get up and do this another day. And so I had a chat with my mom and I spoke to her and I said, do you want to buy me out of the business? Would you like to buy me out? Because I can't do it anymore. And it was a really difficult conversation. It was really hard. I'm sure it ended in a lot of yelling and swearing. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember exactly. I tried to. But we, so we talked about it. She didn't want to run it without me. I couldn't run it without her. We decided that the best way forward was to sell the business. So after six years, we, we, it was really actually really nerve wracking because we'd built this business. We'd, it was a six figure business. It wasn't just this little business anymore. And I remember I drafted the Instagram post and it said, expressions of interest, we're going to sell this business. And we sat there thinking, what's going to happen? Again, ride the wave. We're either going to have an offer and we're going to sell this business or we're not. And if we didn't, we were going to have to keep running it because we had invested so much and we had still so much stock and so much money and we had this lease on this warehouse. So I, I hit post and within five minutes we had so many inquiries on our business and serious offers on our business. First off, congratulations, because I think only other people or other mothers, other women with ADHD know how hard it is to push through. And that pushing through is something that not everybody can do, in my opinion. And I think that success is bred off that pushing through when you just don't think you can do it anymore. I've been in business for a long time and I've been to that point so many times, which is why I identify so strongly with that story. So you went and sold. Were you happy with the price? How did it feel? We had this offer. It was a serious cash offer. So it was quite appealing to us because it was like very clean cut. And I remember crying and being like so relieved that it was over so relieved. Oh, I can so identify with that. The relief that it's, it's no longer continuing. The one thing I was really interested in, what would be your opinion on how long it was a hyper-focus versus how long it was a job or a business that you had to do? Again, I think that came like a roller coaster. So there were times when I was super passionate, super hyper-focused throughout that six years. And there were times when it was the biggest chore I have ever done in my life. I would have rather climbed Mount Everest than make orders for a day. So I think it 
it came and went. So with ADHD, a lot of people, just women or just mothers, find that they then get hyper-focused on something different. Did you ever at that point within the six years go, oh, actually, I think I just want to work at a library because that would make everything better? Or did you start another hyper-focus within it? So not while I was doing it because I was completely tapped out and I, I understood my limits at that point. Not during, but towards the end when I had decided I didn't want to do didn't want to have the business anymore. I had decided I was going to be a midwife and a lactation consultant. And so, and throughout the business, that had been my focus and my goal as well. I've had three babies, three very different breastfeeding journeys. I've had three different births. Part of my bit, like the business was, it wasn't just a business. I was on there every day on Instagram talking about my life, my children, my breastfeeding journey, my parenting, everything. And so it was really more than just selling products. And that whole time I knew that I did want to do midwifery. I wanted to be a midwife. I want to help people breastfeed. But I didn't do it during that time. Throughout it, I was researching what I needed to do to be able to achieve those goals. But nothing was attainable short term. And so the ADHD in me went, no, I'm not going to do it then. Because if I can't do it in the next five minutes, I'm not doing it. That is so funny. That is so funny. So it's like you, you've you got a big passion in the breastfeeding mum, baby, child area that perhaps you channeled yeah. it in something that wasn't quite the right fit for you. Yeah, I channeled it into a platform I could do right now. So I could get on Instagram and I could shoot a story telling people about my breastfeeding journey and answer questions and I could help people or direct them to actual support services where a lot of people weren't able to get that information readily available themselves. So I felt like I was still in that breastfeeding mum journey and that, that passion of mine, but it was actually a readily available way for me to do it. So it was a quick dopamine hit. Absolutely. I loved it. And I will not lie. I absolutely loved it sick that I was some person that people would come to for advice. And I laughed because I thought, who the hell am I to be giving any advice? Like, I am just somebody who had these three kids and breastfed them and, uh, and I'm just trying to help these people. But it did make me laugh sometimes that I was important to people or, you know, that, that made me feel really good. And now that I know, I understand that, that was giving me so much dopamine and it's why I kept doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's so ADHD that you went, wouldn't it be great to have these necklaces that would be safe and to stop this problem that I'm having? You looked and went, I can do that better than that. And then you actually yeah. did it because a lot of people will say that, but they won't follow yeah. through versus yeah. you had that running in a week. And I wonder, I do wonder sometimes if things had been different or if I was in a different week of even like my menstrual cycle can help dictate how I'm feeling and whether I am really positive or negative and I wonder sometimes had that thought aligned with a different part of my week or even a different week or if I hadn't have been in that really passionate positive moment I wonder what would have happened 
maybe it would have just been another idea that I thought about and threw away because I couldn't do it. Absolutely. And the same thing, even with your mum, if you had been in mother and daughter, sometimes you have little tiffs. If you had been not speaking to her yeah. or had been a bit upset with her at that time, you might not have asked her to be a business partner with you. And there's that sense of yeah. body doubling that she provided you there where she gave you accountability, uh, absolutely. got you out of bed. Absolutely. Because I'm sure that you would have just thrown all of your silicon stuff at the wall at some point a year or two years in. She reminded where... me often how much we'd put into it. And I think that helped because it wasn't about the financial stuff. She would say to me, like, Lucy, look at this business that we've grown from zero. And she would help remind me of everything we've achieved, which was really helpful. And then remind me why we were doing it. There's no way she could do it without you if you were the, the face of it, the personal brand, you're the breastfeeder. What was she going to do? Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. And we understood it's like a great marriage where you understand and respect each other's contributions to the relationship. And I think that she knew she couldn't, she could do all the making, all the physical, all the, she's, ex, she's amazing. My mum is incredible and she could do everything except for that Instagram face. And I could do the Instagram face and I could do some of the making and things, but she was just, she did so many things I didn't do. And so we understood and appreciated each other's contribution and knew neither one of us could run that business without the other. Lucy, congratulations. That's an awesome story. Thank I just you love so hearing successful ADHD mums. And I think we're all thinking as well, wow, you had three kids, five for her husband, a business. And I can only imagine, and I'm so happy for you that you managed to make a good sale because that's well bloody deserved. Yeah, it was a really nice positive outcome. Um, and I think it did make me feel better that it ended so positively for mum as well, because I didn't want this whole last six years of our lives that we had built this incredible thing together to end on a really negative note. So it was amazing and really, I was so glad that it ended the way it did. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lucy. It's been such a positive episode. So nice to chat to you. Thank you again. Thank you so much.